This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephyr, only on 101.9 High FM. According to reports, more than 22 million people have already cast their votes in the U.S. elections. Early voting has been expanded and turnout rates are higher than before. What are the implications of this for both the presidential candidates, Joe Biden and Donald Trump? I'm delighted, as always, to have Wayne Sussman, election analyst, join me to tell me more. Wayne, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Sharice, it's only two more episodes to go before the big day and it's getting very, very close and very, very exciting. I can't believe that it's about 11 days to go until the 3rd of November. Polls are indicating that Joe Biden is comfortably in the lead. To what extent can we rely on that? Opinion polls continue to show that he has between a 9 and 11% national lead over Donald Trump and that he remains in poll position to be elected as the next president of the United States of America. However, um, we must always differentiate between the national polls and the key state polls. So, for instance, Biden might run away with the election because of uh, overperformances in states like California, which is the most popular state, New York, which is a very populous state, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, he might run up the numbers there, but that doesn't really matter because, remember, America is an electoral college system. He needs to get 270 electoral college votes. And that is why you are seeing him continue to maintain that lead. But there was one of the sites which I follow religiously. I was on it today or yesterday. And there were six swing states. And all of those swing states had polls within one percentage point, which is within the margin of error. So, yes, Biden remains in the lead. Um, but uh, it is very close to call in some of those key swing states. When we started this series, Sharice, uh, I kept on speaking up about Arizona and saying that Arizona, this traditional Republican state, looks much more likely to swing to the Democrats this time round, while Pennsylvania looks trickier. So, And I also spoke about the Sun Belt, which are states which include Arizona, Florida, uh, states like Nevada, a state like Texas, which are perp and North Carolina is other part of that uh, cohort of states. Most of those states are traditionally Republican, except for Nevada, but are starting to move blue or become more purple. Then the other cohort of states I spoke about was the Rust Belt states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and then uh, Minnesota. Now, the first three are states which were the main reason why Donald Trump became the next, became the president of the United States of America. He upset Hillary Clinton in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I, I've said previously that Hillary Clinton didn't even bother campaigning in the state of Wisconsin, and she ended up losing it. Trump also hopes that he can appeal to Minnesota, another traditional blue state, Democrat state. In episode one, I spoke about Arizona being more likely to tilt blue than a state like Pennsylvania. But as of today, the most realistic course for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party to win the keys to the White House on November the 3rd are going to be those three states which they lost in 2016 to Donald Trump, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. If Joe Biden is able to win those and not 
have any major scare anywhere else, he'll have enough electoral college votes to go on to the White House. For Donald Trump, it's getting much harder. That's why you see him campaigning so hard, and if I may say so, even if you don't support him, campaigning so well. He's campaigning hard in states like Arizona, in states like North Carolina. He's not going to go down without a fight. He's going to do everything he can to win that second term, to cement his legacy, and to make sure that he elects enough Republican senators with him um, on November the 3rd. So we're in for a very, very exciting time. Also, I want to mention Barack Obama rejoined the campaign trail. He campaigned uh, for the first time this week, and he campaigned in Philadelphia. Now, that is obviously key. Again, shows how important the state of Pennsylvania is this time around. In all scenarios, there are only two states, unless something funky or weird happens, which will be the tipping point state, i.e. the states which in essence anoint the winner. And that is Florida, but most likely Pennsylvania. And that is why it makes sense that Obama is campaigning in a city like Philadelphia, a strong democratic tradition, uh, strong African-American population. And if uh, Obama will want to right the wrong of the low turnout in the, in the city of Philadelphia of 2016. I remember watching in the early hours of the morning. Uh, I think I was watching CNN and John King was in front of his screen saying, look, there's just simply not enough vote, people voting in Philadelphia for the state to go to Hillary Clinton. So that is why let's watch where Donald Trump's be campaigning the next few weeks and let's also watch where Obama and Biden go. Wayne, with more than 22 million votes in, how essential are these last-minute campaigns? clear that, obviously, with the coronavirus, with more states allowing mail ballots, uh, with more people voting early, and by the way, it's not just Democrats voting early. It's in the Republicans' interest as well to get early voting, because if you vote early, you can't change your vote. You can't be swayed by a last-minute scandal. You can't be swayed by a last-minute um, momentum boost for your opponent. You can't be swayed by a last-minute uh, campaign gap. The people who are likely to vote early are the people who've already made up their minds. So those are obviously the hardcore Democrats, some Republicans who don't want to queue on election day. They're going to vote early. So obviously, the closer we get to election day, the less undecided voters they're going to be. Um, and the higher the number of people who vote early, the less chance of, under, of people changing their minds. That's an obvious statement. So, but I would say that there are still independents, that there's still people who haven't understood how early voting works or haven't understood how to vote by mail. Uh, they haven't, uh, it's lower down on the to-do list. Those people can still be swayed by various promises and various steps or missteps by the candidates. Basically, these last moment campaigns are more important than maybe those that were initially held. Look, it does seem there would be less so compared to previous elections because of the early voting. But you are going to pull out all the stops. Uh, you are going to watch a Donald Trump, watch where he goes in the next few days. 
watch whether his campaign schedule changes, because obviously his internal polls will be telling him something. I think that there are going to be less undecided voters than normal because of the early voting procedures, but there's still a, a number, a good chunk of early votes available, uh, sorry, of uh, undecided voters available to change their minds and to get them to vote for this particular candidate. This moment is actually anybody's game, Wayne. It still would favor Joe Biden. I know a lot of people um, speak about the pollsters getting it wrong in 2016 and the overwhelming majority of them did get it wrong in 2016. But let's not forget that we have had a major election since then, the midterm elections in America, when the president was on the ballot, but the Senate, the House, governors were on the ballot, and pollsters got that largely right. Uh, the people who do opinion polls um, are not – they're highly skilled. I mean, they, their career and reputation and industries on the line if they make a major mistake again. So I think that they have looked at certain things. I, ha I think they have looked at weighting certain uh, population groups correctly or more accurately this time around, and they will uh, – so it is in anybody's game, of course, but I still think Biden, the polls showing him the lead, does mean that he is actually in the lead. There is a phenomenon in elections, and I might have spoken about it before on the show. Uh, in Britain, they call it the shy Tory phenomenon, where voters are kind of reluctant or not so confident or maybe even embarrassed to mention that they're voting for a certain party or a certain candidate. I think that is the opposite with Trump. The One of the geniuses of Donald Trump is you've really, he lets you nail your colors to the mast, whether it's the red MAGA hat to make America great again, whether it's the thousands of yard signs. He's definitely out yard signing. That, that The phenomenon for the listeners of South Africa might not be aware is in America you put a yard sign on your porch or on your front lawn to show who you support. So I, it's not – which is quite different to the Tories in Britain where I think people are more private, etc. So what I'm saying is I think if someone's going to be quite proud of the fact that they're voting for Donald Trump. And uh, so to again answer your question, I think Biden remains in the lead, but uh, there are still voters, particularly in the key swing states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, uh, who are willing to change their mind. I mean, I don't like anecdotal examples, but I, I speak anecdotally to my brother who's in Florida, and I know that he traditionally votes for one party, and he is swaying at the moment, not just on the presidential ballot, but also on his House ballot. He's voted for the same House candidate in his district in Florida the last few elections, and a scandal recently came out, and he's revisiting that. So there is opportunity for people to still change their mind, but the closer we get to the election day, the less likely it, of course, will be. Wayne, what can we expect in the week ahead? I think that the Republicans and the Republican operatives are going to try do something with Hunter Biden, that's President Biden's son, who, by the way, is married to a South African woman, and this laptop, which might show that he has some shady business dealings. Um, and engage in certain corrupt activities, which would not have been in the interest of uh, America or certainly himself. Um, I think we are going to see more and more people come out and more and more newspapers come out and endorse quite prominently Michael Steele, the former head of the Republican National Committee. I think the first black 
head of the Republican National Committee, came out and endorsed uh, Joe Biden recently. Um, there's going to be a lot of focus on both the president and the Senate races in the next few days. Um, and, of course, the House. Uh, the Democrats would want nothing more to secure the trifecta, to secure control of the White House, to secure control of the Senate, and secure control um, of the House, to continue to control the House of Representatives. While Donald Trump would n love nothing more than to live up to uh, his reputation as someone who continues throughout his life, not just in 2016, but to defy the odds and to do what no one expected. And not only to win the White House, but to hold on to the Senate. Um, I think he's highly motivated. I think anyone um, who thinks that the polls are deflating his energy and his optimism uh, are naive, and it's going to be a heck of a run. I think the Republicans will hope that Biden continues, uh, will make a gaffe, a serious gaffe, I think uh, the Democrats will hope that Trump continues to not stick to his script and says something about the coronavirus, which is out of sync with the majority of independent and middle-of-the-road voters. So it's uh, going to be a hell of an exciting uh, ride, and the next time we speak will be literally four or five days before the elections, and hopefully we'll know some of these answers then. When Yeah, so next week is the last week that you and I speak before the elections. So we're going to look a little bit at how the elections work and how we can watch it and what the next step is when we know the results. So I look forward to our chat again next week. Thanks so much, Sharice. I look forward to it. It was Wayne Sussman, election analyst.